Hey guys, Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor here. Been a little while since I did my lad pos- last podcast. Been kind of busy and brain power has been pretty limited. I was uh, working on a special request from Cy, who's been one of my longtime supporters, even before my Patreon and everything. And and uh, if Cy wants a special adventure, I try to deliver it for him because I, you know, he, he's been a real good uh supporter and and just generally i mean you know online friend in in some ways even though we don't talk a ton he's always been a good guy to deal with uh and (laughs) i don't know some of you may have saw it on google plus i i kind of worked pretty solid through for a few days and then like really hammered it on like a thursday and friday putting in probably six to eight hours into it and I uh, got in at least to a rough first draft that I sent to Simon and I don't know what happened and this always happens and my wife always yells at me for not saving she didn't yell at me but she's always reminded me to save and I did this time I swear to God I did this time for whatever reason I reverted to like my copy from three days ago and I was like what the hell I couldn't and I lost it all luckily I still have the PDF with the rough format but it's just a matter of typing everything in there and getting it back all in there and it, you know it while it it's not a big deal it's just you know now I gotta go do that again and I was hoping to be doing polish on it and then working on this second thing I've been where I've been working on my mini mega dungeon I, did, I had two entries in, in it previously. I, uh, the one was uh, St. Reginald's Crypt and the Dirt Collector, I think were the, were the first two levels. And then I'm, I was working on the uh, third level, and I can't remember. And usually what those are, I make these little weird little computer-generated, I think, paint maps on there, real simple grid maps. And they're usually about four encounters, I think, on each one. And then I just go level by level by level, even though it's only been three levels, but it's, I don't know. Just call it my mini mega dungeons just for, or micro mega dungeons. So just for the heck of it, fun to do, have different layers of it. So uh, that's kind of what I'm doing right now, guys, um, for my Patreon. Come stop on by, take a look at it if you're interested. PDFs are always free. Um, but if you want print copy through, you, you know, you'll have to pay a little bit for it. Oh, got an accident up here. Good grief. Okay. Give me a second, guys. Oh, nothing too bad. Just a, people bumping into the backs of other people. Probably someone texting and while well, someone in front of them was turning and didn't see it and bumping the butt. So that'll happen these days. Uh, hey, in my game the other day went pretty good. I think I, t- I spoke about... The 14 million and 600 and I don't know five or four different ways that uh, you know Doctor Strange was talking about, and my one way was like the players actually negotiating a deal with this spider witch, and I thought you know most of the time they're just going to kill it. Well, guess what? It actually happened. That one opportunity presented itself. So here's how it played out. So you got the party kind of murderizing all these little spiders and everything. But one of the spiders was able to slip through 
get a good hit, and it's a save versus die situation. There's a delay on the poison, but it's still save versus death. And Ken's character got bit in the ass by a big black spider and failed a saving throw. So the clock began. Well, most of the spiders were dead, so basically what all was left was the spider queen. So the spider queen came out. I'll call her spider queen. Spider witch came out and made a deal with them. She made. She said, "I will heal your friends, but you have to leave my cavern. I will keep my deal, and I will leave, you know leave my cavern." And they did it. They made the deal. I wasn't sure. That, I thought they were going to kill her, but if they did end up killing her, Ken's character would have been dead. So it was kind of an interesting opportunity that presented itself to allow that kind of negotiation with an enemy to happen. You know, and they could have easily like attacked her afterwards, but they kept her word, and she kept her word. So now there's this weird, uneasy truce between the Spider Witch and the party now. Now they're, you know, they're both known factors in this region. And while they're, they're vying for the same area, they kind of have a, may have a common enemy in that. I don't know how this is playing, going to play out, but it'll be an interesting dynamic to the uh, the game from now. It'll be really interesting for that. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. Um, but right now, what I did is, like, now they kind of went through this pretty intense quest with saving kids and pretty gory witch stuff and, you know, not, you know, not some nice things, but pretty intense stuff I like, you know. But now we're going, now they're basically going on this fetch quest. And this is something I want, kind of wanted to talk about today about uh, game, you know, games I like to run is how getting people involved with the environment in your gaming world. Um, the fetch quest is for what I call porticola shrooms. And it's just sort of this made up fungi that I said that tastes really good. And, and they wanted a batch for the festival. The trick to the the porticola shrooms is that they grow on the on the roots of a certain tree. I forgot what I called it, the bloody jack or the bloody jack tree or the jack, yeah, something like that. Um, so they have to actually dig up the tree roots, uh, like chop down the tree and keep them on the tree roots because otherwise, if they harvest them too soon, they turn basically inedible and then they're worthless. Um, and so they have to basically go to the certain part of the forest, get these, uh, um, find the trees, cut them down, dig up the roots and haul them back. I, I made it easy for them for the, wa you know, wagon, the person who wanted it just gave them a wagon to help bring back the tree roots and stuff. And plus it's going to be a little financial boon for them. So they're going to get like 200 silver pieces for the, the three that the the uh, Liv uh, Viviana wants, uh, or Lavinia wants, the tavern owner, and then anything they get above that, they want to negotiate maybe some money with the halfling caravan that happens to be in Houndshead at this time. And the other thing is though, the kind of the other twist to this fetch quest is there, you know, you got to develop a complication. On top of that, I mean, you got the twist with the, the weight and everything, but and going into the forest itself is dangerous enough. But there's these these dog creatures. I think what did I call them? 
I was inspired by a Jing Magnuson um, picture where there was this uh, boar, razorback boar that actually had a razorback and like tore somebody's head off. I thought, oh, those are cool. So these things, they're not the same. They're kind of, what I made mine is they're like half, kind of like half dog, half boar. Um, and they love these portocollis shrooms. So they go, they dig them up and eat them. So when the players go up there, there's probably going to be one or two of these creatures up there eating these things. And it's going to have a time element on it too, because where they're going, if they don't get there up in time, all of them, you know, they're going to be eating, eat, eaten. Um, so I like introducing botanical elements into my game to add to magical stuff a lot of times. If any of you are familiar with my adventures at all or just my writing and that, I'll, I'll kind of make up a, you know, there might be a plant and it might add plus one. If you add this plant into your healing potion, it might add plus one to it. If I know one of my favorite ones is, is if you cut out the center of a giant spider's web, when you, it can become a spell component. So when next time you cast web, it uh, doubles the area. Um, and I like those little fun things that players can do. I'm not big into spell components for, to cast spells like that, but I like having spell components that can increase a spell and do that. Um, I don't know. I think it's fun for the players. I mean, it's a little, you know, manage it stuff, but it gives them that extra strategic option. So, you know, you say you got a center of a, um, spider web. Well, then you hang on to that till you think you can use that later on and knowing you can do that. And then who knows, maybe you just need the money and they'll sell it to the, um, some sort of mage who knows what it also can do. Uh, and then also what that opens up. The cool thing about that is it also opens up the option for players giving input. Like, uh, say they, they kill a creature and the mage will ask, Hey, does this creature have anything on here that I can use as a spell component? And I'll basically throw it back at them. I said, I don't know. Do they tell me about it? What do you got? And we'll run with it. We'll see what they have. I mean, that's what, that's one of my favorite things to do about when I'm running a game is how much stuff I can get source the players for. Uh, it's definitely an advantage and something I think every GM, you know, should do. I mean, why you have all these other minds at the table that are very creative, you might as well, uh, you know, use them to, you know, help you out and explore your own world. And it's fun when you find new stuff in your own world. So when you, so that, that's, you know, that's the thing I try to do. Like when I, I enter this, these botanical or if they kill a creature too, like, a, um, what was I the other day, uh, Oh crap! I forgot what it was. Maybe maybe they killed a goblin, or they killed they killed a creature with infravision that's in game. So basically, what I would allow them to do if they get enough, you know, if they get, you know, it sounds gruesome, but if they harvest enough of these eyeballs, say they get like ten goblin eyeballs, and they grind it up and spend, we'll just say monetarily, they have to spend like another fifty silver pieces in components. They can have a night vision potion. So therefore. You know, we got the component parts, which is the generic part. We'll just say that. But then there's something specific that the players can get and on, and make money at, too. Some sort of component. And I think that's pretty cool. I, I and, and it gets the players asking questions. It gets the players wanting to know, 
you know, well, what will this do? Well, I don't know what it'll do. Let's try it out. You know, and I hadn't really thought about that. And that's kind of a cool idea. I'll just act like I meant that did happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a very good skill for a GM. Even if it was an accident, act like you really meant it. You know, you know, players will run with it and everything. So uh, that's going to be my pet podcast for the day, guys. Thank you again for listening. Um, I'm going to be working on some, probably catching up on retyping all that stuff uh, for my for my offerings for my patron. And I've got I want to get two done for this month. I like trying to get two out. It's fun to do a couple a month for folks to get in the mail. I've only been two doing two a month lately, but I'm hoping to get back up to three because. Well, it kills me in postage because it usually knocks me up to that next round. But the thing I'm offering out this week is actually going to knock me over anyways because I think the thing I did for Psy is like 12 pages. There's nothing micro about it. It's a, it's a pretty pretty hefty setting. Um, not you know not huge, but for my in my compared to my other stuff, yeah, there's definitely a lot more content in it. So, all right, guys, I'm signing off. Have a good night. Roll better than me, and take care.